Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, and I'm an eating habit and weight loss coach for career women. I'll help you become the person who no longer has bad eating habits and loses the weight she really wants to in a way that lasts. Let's start. Hi there. Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. Emotional eating is such a hot topic as far as quote-unquote bad eating habits. As far as what I see, it is the biggest eating habit that is a pain point for most career women and probably for all the humans who are struggling with food or their weight. So in this episode, I'm sharing the two biggest emotional eating mistakes so that you can at least become aware of these when you're doing them. Just becoming aware of them is the first most important step. Becoming aware of them will benefit you because then it'll allow you to catch yourself before you make those mistakes again next time. So why is emotional eating such a common eating habit that you might struggle with? Well, I know if you're listening to this podcast episode, that means you are struggling with it, at least to some degree. So I believe that's because of many different things, one of which being we just don't know how to manage our emotions well, and that's not our fault. That is partly because we're not really taught that as a kid, and we're certainly not taught that in school or even adulthood or at least we weren't, our generations weren't, right? Maybe it's a little bit better now with kids nowadays. So where are we going to learn how to do this, right, as adults now? And if you don't know how to manage your emotions well, that just sets you up for emotional eating. So no wonder emotional eating is such a big eating habit struggle for people. So another big reason that I believe that emotional eating is such a big pain point for people struggling with food or their weight is because it's an eating behavior and our behaviors are driven by how we feel our emotions. So with emotional eating, there will be a trigger and that's the emotion. The emotion drives the eating, the behavior. Now, Knowing what I know about the human brain, it only makes sense that if we're feeling negative emotion, that may drive us to eat in response, to try to decrease or take away the discomfort, especially because humans were actually meant to try to avoid discomfort. So no wonder emotional eating is a thing. So it's really not surprising that our human brains want the discomfort of a negative emotion to go away, and food can be a very quick way to do so, right? Food is very accessible, especially tasty food that provides some pleasure to our taste buds and our stomachs. And humans were meant to try to avoid discomfort for survival purposes. We needed to be able to evade as much pain and discomfort as possible to survive as a species. But now in modern day, we don't need this so much, but we still experience emotions that don't feel good. So maybe back in the day, like way back in the day, the negative emotions that came up for humans often might have been fear. So think wild animals, right? Humans had to respond to that fear many times to survive. So that response back then may have been to run. So in the modern day, 
We may experience an emotion such as stress after a tough work day and then respond by eating a bag of chips. It's very different as far as the situations and the behaviors. However, it's the same concept. So do you see that? All right, so before we dive into the two biggest emotional eating mistakes, just a little housekeeping. I can't do this episode without genuinely offering my help on a deeper level. Emotional eating is something that, like I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, is such a big pain point and really causes you to feel like you are trapped in this cycle that you can't get out of. This is the one eating habit that I really got caught up in in my 20s. It wasn't even just feeling like I was stuck in that habit cycle that was the worst for me, but it was also the foods I was eating that were just making me feel drained of energy. And I had a very demanding job at the time. I also enjoyed running, so not having energy was not (laughs) going to be realistic for me or not a good thing. And instead of the emotions that I was struggling with, mainly anxiety and stress getting better, they were getting worse, which I didn't understand either, right? I thought that eating the pretzels was going to help take them away or lessen them, right? But they were actually getting worse over time. I was also gaining weight, and I was not someone who gained weight ever before. And other people might not have thought anything about my weight, but I did. I felt like this was not me. I was disgusted with how my body looked because it hadn't looked like that before. So I hear you. I see you. I understand that eating habits have a ripple effect on everything else in your life, on how you feel, on how you look at yourself, your capabilities. But I also want you to know I can help you. I can help you get out of that emotional eating cycle and repair the damage that it causes. We can work together one-on-one and with coaching strategies and tools, I can help you break that emotional eating habit. Start with a free consult where I will see where you're struggling currently and give you an action plan of how to get you from where you are now to where you want to be. And then you decide if that's something you want for yourself, something you see yourself doing and succeeding with. So sign up for a free consult on the episode page or by visiting katemjohnston.com forward slash consult. Like I said, it's free. So if this is something that you've been struggling with, which I'm guessing it is, do the next step. Get the help you so deserve. Because even if you just do the free consult and that's it, you will get clarity and you will understand what is needed to break the emotional eating habit and how much better your life will be not just being free from that, but also knowing how to manage your emotions effectively, being able to now experience positive emotion better, which I'll actually get into that in a little bit in this episode. So if you don't understand what is needed to break the emotional eating habit and don't get clarity, your mind might just keep spinning and spinning and you're not going to feel like you know what to do next or where to go next. And that's not an enjoyable way to feel. Okay, so let's dive in. The first of the two biggest emotional eating mistakes is thinking that negative emotion or uncomfortable emotion, I should say, is bad or that it needs to go away. 
we are humans and to really feel our positive emotions fully, which we want to feel our positive emotions, right? We also must be able to feel our negative emotions fully. Without the negative, there is no positive, right? We wouldn't know what positive is without negative. So when you're constantly buffering the negative emotions with food or escaping, then what ends up happening is you're not feeling your positive emotions to their fullest. They're sort of muted as well. We wouldn't know just how amazing positive emotions feel if we also didn't know how those negative emotions felt. And just a little side note, emotional eating does not necessarily have to be eating in response to a negative emotion. It's more of an uncomfortable emotion. So for some people, positive emotion can be uncomfortable. That's a small percentage of people. This is much less common. Also, for some people, they emotionally eat to heighten a positive emotion, more in a celebratory kind of a way. This is a little bit more of using food as a reward or to sort of heighten an experience. So this is a little bit different than the type of emotional eating that most of you I know are struggling with and the type of emotional eating that I'm focusing on for this podcast episode and most of my other podcast episodes on emotional eating. So so why thinking that negative emotion or an uncomfortable emotion is bad is one of the two biggest emotional eating mistakes is this. When you think that it's bad or that it needs to go away, that's when your brain will seek out food to make it go away or to lessen it. And again, you may have heard the terms buffer or even escape. Those all mean the same thing when it comes to emotional eating. The more you think an uncomfortable emotion is terrible and needs to go away, the more likely you're going to continue this emotional eating habit. Think about it like this. So think about if you are experiencing some lower back pain and your thought is, oh, I have a little bit of back pain, not a big deal. You're not necessarily going to seek out something to make that back pain go away. You might just continue going on your merry little way, going through your day, and then you don't even notice the pain that much anymore. If you're having back pain and you're thinking, oh, this is horrible, I hate this back pain, it's going to make that pain so much worse. And then you're probably going to be more likely to seek out medication for the pain, right? It could be the same amount of back pain in both situations, but your thoughts about it can make it so much worse than it is. And when you feel like it's so much worse than it is, you're more likely to feel like you need that pain to go away quickly with medication or maybe even food or alcohol. So the same is true for emotional eating. If you experience an emotion like anxiety, for example, and then you start focusing on how terrible the anxiety feels and how terrible it is that you're constantly feeling anxious, you're going to be much more likely to run to that kitchen cabinet and grab the bag of chips, right? And you don't even have to be using the language in your mind terrible, right? It can be something a little bit more uh, tame than this, a little bit less dramatic. But if you're thinking that the anxiety is something that needs to go away, you're going to be much more likely to act upon it, to take it away quickly with something that is 
readily available and something that you know provides that immediate pleasure, like the bag of chips or the cookies, for example. So contrast that with experiencing anxiety or feeling anxiety and thinking, okay, I'm feeling some anxiety right now, I can do anxiety. That's going to make the anxiety feel a lot less terrible. So you're going to be less likely to feel like you need it to go away with food. You might even try some other things to get the anxiety to ease up a little bit, like maybe a few relaxing, slow, deep breaths. Makes sense? So now just having that awareness of that first of the two biggest emotional eating mistakes is going to be super helpful for you because you can just start catching on to your brain when it's thinking that the uncomfortable emotion is terrible or that it needs to go away quickly. All right, moving on to the second of the two biggest emotional eating mistakes. That is judging yourself after you've emotionally eaten. I know that you do this. So judging yourself just means that you have a thought about yourself after you've emotionally eaten, either right after or sometime after, like later that day or the next day. It might be something like you can't control yourself. Sometimes it's even in the form of a question, like why can't you control yourself? Those are pretty much the same thing. Really, when you're asking yourself that question, you're saying to yourself that you can't control yourself. And Do you know how I know that you're judging yourself after you've emotionally eaten? Because you feel badly after emotionally eating. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast episode on emotional eating. You feel badly either right after or later on. And if you're feeling badly about it, that means that you had a thought about it that then made you feel badly or had a thought about yourself that then made you feel badly. So if you're feeling shame or disappointment or disgust, those are emotions, right? And you're experiencing those emotions afterwards or whatever emotion it is for you because of thoughts or judgments that you had about the fact that you emotionally ate or maybe what you specifically ate when you emotionally ate. For me, it was more of how I felt about the food I was emotionally eating. I was also judging myself based on the number on the scale going up and how I felt I looked. So I wasn't just judging myself right after emotional eating, but also the results of that emotional eating habit that I had gotten over or from emotionally eating over you know, an extended period of time, right? So if you're doing this, just know you're not alone. It happens to everyone who emotionally eats. You feel badly and that's because you're judging yourself. So the reason why judging yourself after you've emotionally eaten is the second of the two biggest emotional eating mistakes is because when you judge yourself and then feel badly or feel a negative emotion, what do you think ends up happening? You either emotionally eat more to try to make yourself feel better either right then and there or the emotional eating habit just continues because you just keep feeling crappy about yourself or even sometimes, which is common with my career women, there's some all or nothing thinking going on, that perfectionist 
thinking. That's where it's the mindset of, oh, I messed up, so screw it all. Let's just keep going with the behavior that I don't really want to be doing right now. Then there's guilt and judgment after that, of course. And as you can see, it's this vicious cycle. So no wonder it's been such a pain point for you. I get it. It's nothing about you or your ability. It's just you getting stuck in this vortex and not being able to get out because you're in it. You're spiraling in it. Not only stuck in the behavior part of it, but also stuck with the thoughts going on in your head that are keeping you in it. And of course, the feelings going on that are keeping you in it. So I'm going to reach my hand in and pull you out, okay? For some people, it's a fairly short quote-unquote fix once you have help. And for others, it takes a little bit longer, but it's still something that can be resolved in a relatively short period of time, especially when you consider the pain that it's caused you for so long, the negative impact, right? And the pain that it can continue to cause you if you let it continue going and getting worse for the rest of your life. I'm so glad that I got out of my emotional eating cycle and I have confidence that my emotions are managed well enough that this will not become an issue for me in the future, which means all the ripple effect it had on me in a negative way won't occur again either. To find out how exactly you can break your emotional eating habit and repair whatever damage you feel it has caused, because that's important to do too, sign up for that free consult with the link on the episode page or right on my website, katemjohnston.com forward slash consult. You just pick a date and time right then and there. You will then choose if you want it to be via Zoom or phone, and then you'll be sent a confirmation email. The consult is with me directly, not someone else, and I set aside a full hour for you. All right, my lovely. Thanks for listening. Take care, and I'll talk with you soon. Become the person who loves her eating habits and her body so you can enjoy more of your life. I'll help. Start now by just setting up a time to talk with me by visiting katemjohnston.com forward slash consult.